like I sent you an email and I looked at your uh, uh, office texture. number. Yeah. This is Andy. Hi, Hi Sally. Sorinda. Hi Andy, yeah. how are you? Sorinda, <laughs> tell me what you do here at Dookie. So, um, so my role at Dookie is both for teaching, research, and also engagement. Uh, engagement not only in the Goulburn Valley, but also because with my background, because I worked in India, I worked in the United States, and now at Dookie. So I'm actually collaborating internationally as well. But the focus is um, engaging with the community more here. That's the beauty of being at Dookie. But I do teach at uh, Parkville campus as well. So I travel to Melbourne and I teach here at Dookie campus as well. So research, teaching and engagement. What delights you about the Dookie campus? If I visit here, what should I look out for? Yeah. So the Dookie, that's, as I said, I've worked in three different countries before. And what I can tell you about Dookie, I've been here for two years. I haven't seen such a fantastic facility in terms of a living laboratory. I'm a veterinarian by training. I'm excited about research. This is a fantastic place. I love being at Dookie. The reason is that you have this big farms, you have the, you know, you're working in the office, you're working in the lab, and then you go out and work in the farm, you know. If you are stressed in the office, just go down to see your animals, work with your animals, everything is, you know, it's, it's so fantastic. And I think that's what our students are lo loving here as well. And that's why they tell us that it's easy because I can talk to my lecturer and then I go out and see in the farm what I learn in the class, I can take it back to the farm and actually it's applicable. So application is the big thing that is here at Dookie we are working at. The applied part of our research, you know, that's that's really good place to be at Dookie. Take us to one of your living laboratories. Yeah. What will we see? Yeah, so right now at the sheep facility, so my major focus on sheep is obviously, as you know, with the climate change and global warming. So I'm looking at how can we develop a more resilient and, you know, uh, mitigation strategies to deal with these uh, increasing hot days, increasing environment, especially for sheep. So at the moment, if you go down and walk to my animal house, we are working at different genetics of sheep trying to find out what, you know, different sheep, how they cope up with this hot environment. Is there a possibility to, to select a sheep which is more uh, tolerant to heat or which is more adaptable? And also we are focusing on some nutritional strategies because the heat is not only the environmental heat, actually it also depends what the animals are being offered, what production level these animals are, what is their ability to get rid of that heat. So we are looking at three things, the genetics, and then we are looking at nutritional mitigations, and then we are also looking at uh, the physical modification of the environment that we give a better environment to these sheep to deal with the heat. If I'm a new student to sheep, how do I tell if a sheep is feeling a bit too hot or if a sheep is comfortable? That's a very good thing for so what we are showing here is that when a sheep she's you know it's exposed to the hot environment the first thing you will see the respiration rates goes up so students can clearly see a sheep panting like a dog and then also you see the uneasiness in terms of you can see open mouth panting also uncomfortable in the sense that they won't be eating if you offer food so they reduce the feed intake which is the defense of the animal trying to reduce the heat because as I said, more they eat, more heat they produce. That's called metabolic heat. So the first response of the animal is they reduce the feed intake. And that actually reflects in their production. And that is why the production goes down when it is hot. On Dookie Day, what will we be doing? Can we feed the sheep? That's on the farm, but actually at the main campus here, we will be displaying 
what sort of work we are doing in terms of with the sheep are uh, developing a more uh, heat resilient or climate resilient system so as i said we will be displaying on our sheep precinct we will have on farm what is happening on the farm like different types of genetics that we are looking at we will be looking at nutritional strategies we will have some of our research on display and not only display we will be interacting with the people that what kind of research we are doing and most importantly how this is important not only for goldman valley but most of the region in australia because you know sheep is a big industry here wool and meat and a lot of our farmers they actually are in the condition of hot conditions and if you remember the summer this year how bad it was so we will be talking that these are the strategies which can be helpful in future and we don't only just remain on the farm we actually follow that up to the meat quality so i'm working with professor robin warner she's a well known meat scientist working with professor dinshay professor brian we will have ian clark who is a great physiologist so we have physiology nutritionist and then meat science together because we don't just look at the sheep on the farm we actually follow the sheep from the farm up to the meat processing facility and then also meat quality and we will be displaying that that's why the theme of our precinct is from paddock to plate because we are looking at the sheep on the farm and then we follow them all the way to through the processing facility we actually then assess the meat quality and also the cooking quality and the eating quality and one of the our researcher will be doing that here so if you come you might get to taste some of the lamb which is dry aged versus wet aged which is a new practice we are developing tell me more about sheep meat the yep. dry and the wet process you mentioned typically right now the wet aging is generally utilized but uh, one of our researcher melindy um, she's running a project which is in the industry mla western australia their dry aging they are trying is basically mostly for the merinos which are of not the lambs the older age sheep can we improve the quality of that meat in terms of adding more value to those animals which are not typically for meat you know they are more for wool and in australia if i'm not wrong 70% population is merino so if we can improve the value of that meat i think that's a fantastic thing so this is a very good research project that melinda is running and she will be on the, the site on that day and she will be explaining and actually you can test yourself how good is dry versus wet aged uh, lamb meat products when i'm tasting the sheep meat what should i look for chewiness or flavor tell us how to eat so, sheep meat as i said uh, my focus is more on the farm and our colleagues from meat science like robin and melindy will be on the spot but most importantly for dry aging as i said because we are looking at the older age animals tenderness is something that we want to see here because that's the whole point of aging it is expected to be more tender than you know usually you'll see it can't wait to eat some tender sheep meat <laughs> What's something that you learned about Dookie that you love to share with people who aren't from Australia? If you really look for an Australian experience, I would say Dookie is the perfect place because you can to explore the Australian farms. You see here we have dairy farm, we have sheep farm, and then if you just drive 20 minutes to Shepparton, 
the horticulture farms, the beautiful farms all around here. And then you get to experience the actual, you know, the countryside. I started in Melbourne when I, I was came to Australia first. You know, I was in the city. I was like, oh my, all the cities are. But come to the real experience of Australia, which is in the country. And Dookie is a perfect place for that. And then you get to see the technology. For example, our uh, the dairy here, robotics dairy. You know, that's a lot of things to explore. Sarinda Chauhan, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Andrew. Andrew, nice to meet you, Andy. Andy? Hi. Yep, so let's sit on the corner here. We're in the 1903 laboratory, which has now been turned into a museum. Yeah, so I'm Andrew Gooley, the uh, service manager operations out here at Dookie campus. And the museum is certainly built in 1903, originally as a chemistry laboratory. And looking around, you can see the, the rich history of Dookie campus and the different times that it went through as a, originally as an agricultural college. The memorabilia that we've put together really reflects all of that rich history of the Dookie campus. It's um, a beautiful uh, step through time where you can see uh, some lovely old photos of uh, not only agricultural pursuits but the, uh, the sporting activities that go back through the decades. So it's a good reflection of the cultural history of Dookie College. Here on Dookie Day, check out the various blazers. Yep, they're like school blazers on display. It's a little bit Harry Potter-esque. Tell us about these. Again, it goes back through the, the days when it was Dookie Agricultural College prior to Melbourne University days. The students would uh, be wearing blazers and assemble in Swinburne Hall, which was the, the dining hall of the day and you would find all of the students assembling uh, with um, you know, ties and blazers and, uh, in fact, waiters that uh, would, would sit back and uh, tend to all the, the wonderful needs of the students. And, um, again, a, a wonderful reflection of times gone by. As a museum curator, what's one item that's a must-see when you come here? Well, I think you've, you've hit it on the head. The blazers are certainly the most appealing for me. There's some wonderful... Uh, Dookie Ag College etched chairs that we've got a wonderful dining room table, a 10-seater with the original chairs that um, have got, as I say, the, the Dookie Ag College etching in the beautiful timber work of the, the chairs and the, the dining room table, plus a lectern that's got the Dookie Ag College logo built into it as well. We've got a set of 1952 Premier's flags with the accompanying photo and the, uh, the jumper of, of the day. So there's uh, lots of interesting little curios to, to wander around and uh, fair to say that together with all the, the wonderful photos, we've got a beautiful collection of well-preserved photos that um, are in display cabinets at the museum as well. Okay, what's an item that you can put on the scav hunt for visitors to Dookie Day? Lots of wonderful items, but uh, the one in particular would be to um, step into the museum and have a look around in the display cabinets and look for a 1928 Dookie College butter pat. And lots of these items have been uh, donated and forwarded by um, alumni of uh, Dookie College. This one in particular is a butter pat that has been sent to us by uh, B.W. Simpkin. See if you can find that one. <laughs> I've never seen a butter pat. It looks like a ping pong bat that's sort of elongated with ridges on it. So what would you do? Would you sort of like pat the butter into shape? Is that what you do? You've got two of them. I think you're right. Andrew Gooley, thank you. My pleasure.